Today I want to talk about the difference between a strong listing agent and a weak listing agent and a successful listing agent versus a unsuccessful listing agent. My name is Brian Mayer with the Mayer Group at eXp Realty. If you'd like to find out how much your home is worth or if you'd like to find out how we sell houses for more money or listen to my other podcast episodes on selling your house for more money, check out my website, homesellingadvice.net. Now, one of the myths in this business is that real estate agents have magical marketing or that they have these um, processes in place that can take um, a situation and, and provide a much better outcome just by being who they are or working at the company they work for, that somehow that's going to add some juice onto this this house or this process and that that's going to be the differentiator. So I just got a call a couple minutes ago from a past client of mine who has a friend who um, just got fired. It's another real estate agent who she's friends with and then the clients are reaching out to her for a referral. And when I go on a listing appointment for somebody who hasn't sold their house, a lot of times what I find is that person is looking for a real estate agent to solve their problem with some tool in their tool bag. And that's not likely going to be the answer. It's not likely that anybody's going to walk into that situation and be able to take the same house at the same price and take very similar photos and derive a much better outcome. It's possible, it's just unlikely. So what does a strong listing agent do versus a weak listing agent? Well, the first thing is a strong listing agent has a presence about them that garners trust from the client. And that really is the big differentiator. And then also, a strong listing agent is going to have a plan in place and is going to have a system for how to handle different scenarios that are going to push this process towards success. Like, if the house isn't selling, what do we do? Do we just lower the price until it sells? And, and why... Why hasn't it sold? Why did we pick the price in the first place? The goal really is to pick the price correctly the first time and then market it heavily so it sells quickly. So anything that doesn't sell quickly, something has failed. And in many cases, it's because the client wasn't given the right direction on either the price, the condition of their home, or the market. So again, I think that the perception is real estate agents have magical marketing tricks and they have offices they work at that have realtors that somehow are going to have clients or that they themselves have the clients. You know, it's like I hear that sometimes real estate agents say they have 5,000 buyers and they're going to put you into that database. And none of that's true. Buyers are all on the same three websites. They're on Zillow.com, Realtor.com, Homes.com, and then maybe a number under websites below that. But guess what? All those houses, I mean, all those websites have the same amount of houses for the most part. There are a few small differences. Zillow has some stuff up there that doesn't belong. But really, honestly, if the house is for sale in the MLS, you'll be able to find it. So it's not like you're going to be able to push it out to these extra websites that these people are on. Like, oh, well, I uh, am, you know, I have access to this military base website, and I'm going to put it on there. Let me tell you something. The people that are on the military base that are looking to move off are not checking the military base website. They're checking Zillow.com. Everybody is doing the same thing. So what is the real difference? The real difference is a strong listing agent is going to sit down with a client, and instead of 
you know, talking about magical marketing. They're actually going to talk about like, what is the motivation of the home seller? What is the budget of the home seller? How are we going to position and differentiate this house in the marketplace? Because that's really what it comes down to. We're selling a product and we have to be able to properly understand the price of the product and then the condition of the product and then how that fits into the the market so you have to understand how many houses are coming on and off the market that's called an absorption rate and then that'll tell you the likelihood of your house to sell just to give an example if there's 10 houses on the market and houses sell at two per month that's five months of inventory because if two sell every month and no houses come on the market it will take five months to sell all the houses so in that scenario if you want to sell your house in 30 days you have to be in the top 20 percent so you have to compare yourself to all the other 10 houses and let's just say for an example someone is dumping a house on the market there's a foreclosure mixed in there that's underpriced or somebody's like just missed the mark or they're really 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 motivated and they need to sell it today so they're you know thirty thousand under the market value you don't really necessarily want to be the next house to sell in that situation but you really need to understand that you need to understand how you're positioned in the group of houses that are being sold and what the likelihood of your house selling next is and then you need to understand what is the type of buyer that's going to be buying your house and what are they looking for and how can we differentiate the house in the marketplace to that buyer so instead of approaching the situation of well I'm going to put your house on these magical websites and I'm going to send it out to every agent in my office and I'm going to have an open house and all these little weird things that real estate agents say. What really needs to happen is you need to have a heart to heart with the home seller. Listen, your kitchen's outdated and if you want to sell it at this price you have to update it and I have some contractors that can do it at a huge discount or we're going to have to price adjust and then understand you know what are the pitfalls some of the biggest pitfalls that home sellers have really is the condition of the home and the mistake that many of them make is assuming that the buyer is going to go ahead and make some of these repairs there's a huge misconception with this idea that I'll just leave the home in a outdated condition and assume that if I pick out the wrong colors the buyers won't like it anyway all that money is wasted that's a huge misconception the other misconception is that you can start the price high and assume that somebody's going to come in lower and that you're somehow going to get more money by doing that. The reality is people assume that the price that's listed on the list price is how much the home seller actually wants to sell the house for. So what ends up happening in that scenario is all the buyers that look at your house that's overpriced, it makes the houses that are not overpriced seem like a better deal and they get more motivated to buy those houses. Like if one's 30000 over the neighbor, like, wow, I'm getting this house for 30000 under a very similar house this is a great deal when in reality it might be priced right at the exact number it should be yours is just overpriced now you just sold your neighbor's house it's a terrible strategy so the idea is a good listing agent will be able to articulate all that and gain the trust of the home seller to bring them through a process because a truly professional salesperson's goal is not to make the sale to make the money. It is to bring the client to the best possible outcome. And sometimes the best possible outcome 
is to wait a month for one of these lower price houses to sell so you can get more money. Or when it comes to buying a house, sometimes I have some clients right now that I told them not to sell their house and to wait because there's nothing good on the market. So the best possible outcome is for them to actually do nothing and just wait for the right house to come along. It's not to go buy a house. In order to be able to guide somebody to the right outcome, you basically need their trust. And two things that people are looking for to give somebody their trust are competency and trustworthiness. They need to know that the real estate agent knows what they're talking about and that they're always going to be looking out for their interest first, even if it's not going to benefit the real estate agent. And that's a hard thing to do. One of the big factors that muddies this process is the fact that home sellers in particular are dealing with an amount of money that they don't ever deal with at any other time in their life. And sometimes that amount of money, and, and not just the money itself, but the consequences of the outcome, like this house is going to dictate the house I live in forever, this house is going to dictate my retirement, this house is going to dictate whether or not I have to rent it or not, if I don't get a certain amount of money and and then all the stresses and pressures that goes into why they might be moving in the first place makes people act very irrationally. So the amount of money involved causes people to be somewhat distrustful and cautious. So just to summarize, a great real estate agent doesn't have magical marketing. A great real estate agent actually takes a client and talks them into doing the things that they need to do to get their house ready and has a great plan to do that. It's not just decluttering. Many times it's painting things, it's changing things, it's putting in a lot of effort in order to get the house ready to sell and to really differentiate it to be able to articulate why those things need to happen to show them the other houses and the houses that have sold and what it really takes to talk that person into doing the right thing. And then the pricing, same thing. We get an appraisal and the reason we do that is because we want to convince our home sellers of this is the actual price of the house. You need to be realistic with it if you want to sell it for the most money. It's not just about selling it quickly, it's about selling it for the most money and if you overprice it you lose money if you underprice it you lose money you have to be very strategic about pricing the other thing is repairs you know that's going to be a whole nother podcast we talk about why we do pre and home inspections but talking home sellers into taking steps where they're going to spend money put in you know blood sweat and tears to get their house ready to sell but knowing that that's the best outcome for them and then putting all sorts of effort into making the house look stupendous on the internet where you're taking professional photos, you're adding pictures into the photos, you're taking video, aerial pictures, and all those things, it really does have a big difference. Just the just the difference between professional photos and then having furniture put in a vacant house versus taking camera pictures with a cell phone has a huge impact on people's perception. And again, that's where a good real estate agent is going to be able to come in and be willing to spend some money to, you know, really make the house look fantastic and partner up with the home seller to put their best foot forward and do everything that it takes to get the home sale to make it successful. Because again, 46.5% of houses fail to sell. My name is Brian Mayer with the Mayer Group at eXp Realty. If you'd like to find out how much your home is worth, if you'd like to find out how we sell houses for more money, or listen to some of my other podcast episodes, check out homesellingadvice.net. Make it a great day.